Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Play to Win podcast, where we talk about winning in CEDH. I'm Dylan. And I'm Cameron. Today, uh, we have a pretty interesting one, or maybe not that interesting, but I want to talk about uh, a line that I recently came across the other night at 2 in the morning that I thought was pretty interesting. I went through a whole slew of things of finding ways to make Imperial Recruiter a one-card combo. I think it's pretty cool, although a little mana-intensive. The idea is interesting, so I just figured we could maybe talk about it on the podcast today. Yeah, so that's our that's our theme today, is is Imperial Recruiter a CEDH playable card outside of Birthing Pod? Right. Is it an actual, effective one-card combo? Uh, I'm going to go over exactly how the one-card combo works in a second. I just kind of want to talk about first how this idea came to be using Recruiter and Sakashima as your commander as a one-card combo. Now, if you're familiar with the format, your brain can probably connect those lines a little bit now, but just bear with me for a second. So we're all, at this point, really familiar with the two Timnas list. I feel right. like that it's exploded. I feel that I see it on the CEDH subreddit all the time. Someone's yeah. posting about it. We've certainly you know, featured it quite a bit to very great success. Yep. I, as of right now, I'm actually editing game three of the, the two Timnas list where we played it. It's going to be going up for patrons in a little bit. There were a couple mistakes. We'll get back to it. That's okay. Um, it's not a play-to-win video if right. it's not a mistake. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was working on two Timnas. I've been playing a lot of that deck lately it is a timna sakashima esper stacks list that looks to grind out value on the board locking out people and winning with a consultation win or just beatdowns and one thing that i was noticing while playing the deck is the winning with beatdowns really couldn't happen without elish norn if you couldn't get to that late game you just could not dominate the board there was so many other creatures that would take over so many bigger croms and um, Pacos and things that just you, uh, my little tutus can't keep up with. And this can be said for a lot of these creature-based stack stacks. Yeah. I noticed that like playing Derevi is the same thing. Like you're really not getting anywhere on the beatdown plan unless all of your creatures have two anthems attached. To yeah, them. exactly. Once you get really steamrolling and once you go all the way through, then it's easy. But in those early turns, it can be hard to lose tempo to other creature strategies. So I'm thinking, what can I do to help better take over the board presence and still be able to attack through my own strategies? So I thought, what if we remove the black and replace it with red? We take out Timna and we put in Bruise instead. Bruise is often a really good commander at fighting through stacks. Uh, it's often thought of as once the board is locked down, Bruise can come out and just start dealing double strike damage and give you some real hits, right? And there's some some pretty good creatures that, you know, you can give double strike damage to. Having an Elish Norn making Bruise oh a 5-5 five five just already. A, a double striking 5-5, five five, yeah. With and, lifelink, Yeah, man. with lifelink. With lifelink. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's some crazy stuff that you can do with this point then, too. Yeah, so I was thinking, okay, I want to actually have a stack stack that can gain control of the creature board. So what if I play Bruise? What if I play sort of Fire and Ice and Jit? What if I play these equipments <laughs> that are normally a little bit too slow? But These if you are can, like, you can't even play play these in like vintage cube like yeah, these cards just, aren't playable in there right but if you have a double striking commander you can maybe use that double strike to help gain some card advantage off of these sort of fire and ice and gain control of the board i don't know how solid that part of the strategy is but 
it was a method and a style and a play that I wanted to see what that would look like. If I wanted to truly win via combat, what would I need to happen? And in my mind, Bruise with a Sword of Fire and Ice is like the first step to make that happen. And having red also allows you to get, you know, Dockside Extortion. Exactly. Dockside is, is a big one. I mean, yeah, that's a, it's a huge one there. You also get some uh, extra access to Blood Moon and like uh, the, the Magus as well. So yeah. you get these extra extra lock pieces and stacks pieces Definitely. that you get in these colors and too. And the thing that I love about Magus the Moon is it sort of acts like a rule of law effect for your right? opponent, but one that you can play around yourself. So yeah. that you can still potentially play a couple more spells a turn, but if your opponents are really restricted on mana via the Blood Moon, they'll only be able to play one. So since we're in Jeskai colors, Jeskai, not Jeska, now that's really going to be confusing because now jessica is a, a red planeswalker and jessica we should just say america we uh, just gotta yeah. it used to go be just back blue to the red control right it was just like yeah blue exactly red. in modern it was just like blue red blue right right you just and said then they faster, all these other names i still can't say saltai i still have to yeah. say bug yeah same exactly there's uh um, whatever. So I'm in Jessica. I'm in the perfect. No, you're not. You're in Jessica. I'm in Jessica. See, it's see this I'm, it. <laughs> I'm in Jessica, which is in my mind the perfect combination for hard locks. Yeah. With Dranith Magistrate and Possibility Storm, you get a really nice, good hard lock. And what's nice about Possibility Storm is it also hard locks with Lavinia and Teferi Time Reveler. That's true. And then with those, you also get to play Uba Mask, mm -hmm. which locks out with Dranith Magistrate and Knowledge pool which locks out with uh lavinia and teferi there's a lot of different locks that there involve are <laughs> high mana cost uh permanence in this deck that i think are really powerful and if you're locking out the board hard mm -hmm. you get to have the time to invest in these combat strategies but how do you actually win the game that was the the thing that i kept on coming to is okay theoretically i can get to this state where i've gained control of the board i'm shooting off mana dorks with my uh, in, with my equipment, I'm locking everyone out with my hard locks, but how do I actually win the game? I don't want to just like drag my opponents along for seven turns at the end. I want to actually find a way to get to a win, or at least tell them, here's how I will legitimately win the game in X amount of steps. Do you want to you get a You get a real CEDH ending instead right. of just this casual... Instead beat. of just combat zero damage. Life right? now, yeah, so. exactly. So what I came up with is I'm playing Recruiter of the Guard already, an Imperial Recruiter, because I'm in red and white, and those are pretty effective two when you're outside of black, you need ways to get things. Well, let's th let's think about these cards already right, right here. You can already get Dockside and Baron. So right. already just off those two. That was the first thing I thought is, okay, I'm in. I want to play Dockside. I'm playing the recruiters already, and I have a clone for my commander. So that means that my recruiters now can get two things if I have enough mana. So what two things could they get that would allow me to win the game? I could get Dockside and Baron. Mm -hmm. Now, the issue normally with Dockside and Baron is that you would need an outlet in the command zone. You're making infinite treasure, but what do you do with all that? What you do with all of that in this deck is you also get infinite blinks with Baron and Dockside. Once you've achieved infinite mana, infinite treasures, if your opponents have six or more artifacts and enchantments. So that means you can blink Imperial Recruiter. Well, bounce, technically. Yeah, right. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You 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 bounce it and recast it. Because so that is law, relevant. That is yeah, the, the, exactly. the recasting is relevant. Ex yeah. Which is one of the main reasons why this deck isn't playing actual rule of law and the, the enchantment one as well. Because I want Baron to be able to bounce the creature rule of law effects of mine, which Baron can do when the time is right the other ones blood moon i can still technically do this loop through a blood moon you know what i mean yeah Even though, exactly. like i was saying earlier blood moon kind of acts like a rule of law effects for my opponents yeah 
So once you can get all of the two power or two toughness creatures out of your deck, because if you have one recruiter, you can get the other recruiter and then blink either one of them. You're so you can get all there, the ones yeah. that you want. What cards do you get? I wanted to make sure that the win con didn't make me play too many stupid, unnecessary creatures in the slot. So I thought, well, I'm definitely playing Sanctum Prelate, right? Because I'm clone and I love Sanctum Prelate and clone in your commander because you can shut up. To, it just so lights out, right? Hitting it on one and two yeah. devastates so, so many so decks. So what if you get Grand Abolisher to lock everyone out if they haven't done anything at this point already? You get Spellseeker. Spellseeker can get Cyclonic Rift. You can also get Skyclave Apparition and blink Skyclave to exile everyone's permanents. And, True. Well, non-land permanents. You give them a bunch of spirits, but that Cyclonic Rift that you got earlier, you can then Cyclonic Rift all those tokens if you want. So they have only their lands. They know, yeah, they know. Skyclave. That's just that's what a, a removal note. spell that is right? fantastically tutorable in this deck that is allows for a silver bullet target. I think that card's a real all star. They don't the get it back. It. That's what it is. They don't is that get it they back. They do get something back. They but get it's a spirit. Not what they want right. And in this loop, it doesn't matter because you exile all of exactly. them. Exactly. So then you can also get, via amongst many other things, Magus the Moon and a whole bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. Spellseeker can find a whole bunch of tutors can, that can allow you to get the artifacts. You can really hard lock. But the main thing that I thought was enjoyable is you can get Sanctum Prelate, put it on one. Phantasmal Image, put it on two. Blink the Sakashima, put it on three. And then your opponents are locked out of non-creatures <laughs> from one, two, and three. And then it just, oh, it's so oh, good. Man. So from that point... Everyone should concede. And if they don't, the end state will be they'll have only lands in play. Everything else will be exiled. They'll have cards in their hand, but you should have established a lock that won't allow them to cast any spells. Uh, and you'll have a completely dominating board's presence that you'll be able to present lethal in a couple of turns. And they'll be able to see that at this point. That's what's nice about... Uh, about this is that you do get you know a wide swath of creatures so right. you do really get like these big menacing boards that aren't going to take 50 turns to end yeah. the game you were just able to spill out your entire deck worth of creatures so that that way this can all get taken care of and again in this bruise version you also have the swords which right. also come in and do a little bit of extra damage that way um i mean jeet being able to give creatures like plus four plus Plus four, plus four, you know, with each time yeah, of this combat Yeah, it really damage. adds up quickly. Exactly. The only issue with this strategy is it's very mana intensive, though. You need three mana for the Recruiter, four mana for the Sakashima, two mana for the Dockside, and if the Dockside makes enough treasure, you only need one more mana. The Primer explains it a little bit more, but to be honest, not a ton more. Um, but if your opponents have six or more total artifacts and treasures, which is the minimum amount that they would need for you to be able to do this loop, you can do this off of nine mana. Three for the Recruiter, four for the Sakashima, which is seven, two more for the Dockside. And if Dockside makes enough treasures, you'll need 10th mana, and you can use two of the six treasures that you've made, which will bring you down to four treasures to cast the Baron Master Wizard, which you've gotten with your double. And then from this point, you'll have four more treasures. Use two of them to two of those treasures and sacrifice a permanent to bounce your dockside and then use the last two treasures to recast the dockside. Now you have six treasures with the Baron and dockside in play and you have infinite treasures there. So it is a lot of mana, but it's I a feel lot like of by the time you get to the point of the game where you've locked your opponents out from casting spells, you assumably have like a bunch of mana artifacts that have helped you get to a bunch you know, exactly. of these other lock pieces out. You know, 
it's not really an inconceivable amount of mana exactly. considering what a lot of decks are able to do. Yeah, it's around 10 mana, but it's 10 mana off of one card that you can pretty easily split off of many turns, right? You can cast an Imperial turn uh, Recruiter on one turn, several turns later cast a Sakashima, and over the course of these turns be slowly accumulating these pieces. That's and the thing, yeah. You're able to tutor through as you go turn after turn. Because right. a lot of times you're going to have like a rule of law effect down, or like I guess in this deck the, the Eidolon down. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to do all of this at once. But if you can just get a recruiter down, I mean, there's going to be very few people who are going to hit, like, hard. They're not going to want to counter the recruiter. They're not going to counter early That's recruiter. That's the thing. Yeah. An there. early recruiter, they won't do anything about. Um, so if you can just get that down and just slowly start to build up, you know, this can really come together pretty quickly. Then. Yeah. And what's nice is because Dockside is part of the combo, Dockside obviously helps with a lot of the mana. If you can make a lot of artifacts True. off of Dockside... You can do this for a lot less mana right away, right? If you Imperial yeah. Recruiter uh, and then cast Dockside, that's five mana. And if your opponents have like a shitload, like you can make like 10 treasures off of the Dockside right there, that's only five mana. And with those treasures, you can cast the Sakashima to copy the Recruiter, get Baron Master Wizard, use those treasures to cast Baron Master Wizard, and go off from there. So it can be mm -hmm. much cheaper maybe it can be only five I mean, mana even if in like a up. more awkward case like if you have to cast baron from your hand early yeah. you can still use baron to bounce your rule of law creature right at, at the most opportune time for you and then still like at the end of the turn slam it back down so that the next exactly uh, like if turns. you need to just gain a little bit of advantage bounce your rule of law effect cast a couple things recast the rule of law that's an option that you can do it's like old stasis tricks right but as i was thinking with this deck um the the main thing that i kept on coming back to is well what if what if we weren't in a stack stack? What if I wasn't limited to playing all these stacks pieces? What if I just kind of went all in on this combo? What if I was kind of an Anala deck that was just playing Jeskai instead of Grixis and was playing partners so I get to play one less card and I'm using these recruiters as kind of like a Spellseeker combo? What would that list look like? So I came up with Recruiter Combo which is uh, not a very interesting name, but it's an, <laughs> I, I'm using Sakashima with Akiri instead of Bruise so that cards like Mox Amber, Deflecting Swad, and Fierce Guardianship will be a little bit better. Um, a lot of it better, really. A lot of it better, right? Yeah, what, the nice thing I like about Akiri is really the, only, the main thing that Akiri does, literally, is it just turns Mox Amber into Arcane Signet. Yeah. Because now, <laughs> Arcane Signet that costs red-white is now for cast your Akira, and then your Mox Amber is always on. You know what I mean? So, like, at its worst, Mox Amber is just Arcane Signet in this deck, and that's, like, totally fine. So, this deck is not a stacks deck at all. This deck is an Underworld Breach, um, Jeskai, kind of, I don't want to say Storm list, but it's using things like the Spellseeker one-card combo that can win off of finding Ephemerate and Final Fortune. I know that's something that the CDH cast Brennan was talking about recently. Um, that's a really cool compact, I should say. Also very mana-intensive, but combo that can be in this deck because it's in Jeskai Colors. And, and doing exactly what you want to be doing. It's, it's doing like the, the exact same, same strategy. Thing. Yeah. It's the exact same strategy, except rather than just playing that Spellseeker one-card combo, both of your recruiters and kind of Intuition also all act as one-card combos if you have enough mana, right? The, the Intuition pile, you can find severe Veen's Reclamation, Lion's Eye Diamond, Underworld Breach, and Flashback the Intuition, and you can go from there. This deck can do that same thing. It's just trying to do that with a little bit of a wheel package involved, using Smothering Tithe to boost up a lot of treasures and get that extra mana, using Jessica's Will to get a whole bunch of big ritual. Jessica's Will is a, a super cool, exciting card that often seems like it's either three mana to make seven mana, which is so much and so good in a deck that wants to get to ten mana, or 
it makes seven mana and exiles three cards that you can that cast. That card has turned out to read a lot worse than it turns out to be. Yeah, it already reads spectacularly. Yeah, yeah. And then as I'm seeing, I'm like, oh my god. So this is like kind of like a cycle with like Yogmoth's will, and this is Jessica's right? will. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god. This is like stronger than Yogmoth's will right now, which is like insane to say because of. Because of Underworld Breach, Yagmoth's Will almost doesn't see play anymore, and now this Jessica's Will does see play. I just feel like that's such a crazy world where I'm like, eh, I don't need to play Yagmoth's Will. Underworld Breach is better. That feels crazy to me, but... I'm excited to see how bad the white one is. So, it's Gideon's Will, and it yeah, gains you life. It gains you three life. It makes you three tokens, and you yep. can do both if you control your partner. <laughs> yes, good. Thanks, God. Um... So if you're watching on YouTube, this list will be on screen a little bit. But the, the the good things that this list is doing is you're just playing a kind of generically strong Jeskai Stormy Wheel Opus Thief minus black plus white list. Hilariously, uh, the Recruiter of the Guard can get Hall Breacher now that you're saying, you know, thiefy kind of list. Right, yeah, exactly. That which is fantastic. That you can you can get the Hall Breacher so you can do your wheel stuff so that you can find your one card combo. That you can makes it much easier with stuff like Underworld Breach, so you can get it back. This list isn't looking to stacks out the board and then do the combo. This list is more like just looking to do the combo. Yeah, pretty quickly. But then, as I'm thinking about this strategy, as any deck brew probably would do, I assume maybe not everyone's like this, but I start thinking, well, what don't I need in this combo? What doesn't this combo need? And what I kind of realize is it doesn't really need white. Although the white is good, you get Grand Abolisher and you can get you know a whole bunch of white things, you don't need the white. The things that you need for this combo line to work is you need red for Dockside Extortionist and blue for Sakashima and Baron. Everything else you don't really need. So what if we replace the white with green? So I came up with this Teamer Reclamation combo list that instead replaces the white and, and it uses green. The good things about this that you get are mana dorks, but most importantly, you get Finale of Devastation, which allows you to still do the same exact... Oh, actually, I should talk about one more thing. I'm sorry, I skipped over this for the Recruiter combo. The way that you actually legitimately win the game in the Recruiter oh, yeah, combo after talk about you finish the loop is you can win the game with Grape Shot or Brain Freeze. You can Brain Freeze mm -hmm. everyone out after you've bounced and recast your Imperial Recruiter a bunch of times. Storm Count will be a billion, and you can either Brain Freeze everyone to mill them out, or if you're playing Gitrog Monster, you can Grape Shot everyone, and since the Storm is high, you can or shoot everyone Or mill everyone out and then just Grape Shot the and then, Gitrog Monster. Player. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, Just to show everyone that you can. Um, I'm not really sure. There are probably better pilots and better deck builders than, than me that can more efficiently find a win condition in this colors without having to use something like grape shot i felt like relying on just the brain freeze wasn't enough though there is a world where Gitrog monster will be there and i i honestly unless there's a way that you can win I mean, that i'm not aware there's of there's the more freeze, decks that still play like titans too there like, are still yeah exactly a lot of, like niv mizzet players might play a titan in there too like yeah. there's there's less um and i especially because it seems like CEDH decks are, there's two camps, right? There's two different camps that people thinking that it's getting faster and faster and faster and faster, which is partially true. And also rule of law effects and hyper controlling things are getting more and more popular as well. I think, I think both of the, both of those things are happening. So I wanted to make sure that I have multiple ways to win in this deck so that those controlling decks, since I'm not trying to win on turn two, those controlling decks can't you know, snipe my win condition, and then I'm completely locked out of the game. I want to have backup win conditions if I'm not trying to win super quickly. So that's how you win. You win with Grape Shot in this version of the deck. But then I'm thinking, I'm going to green. I don't want to play dumb bad cards like Grape Shot. So you might as well just play all the good cards. You instead. might as well just play all the good <laughs> cards, right? So what if we can do this blinking loop, the exact same thing, everything's mm -hmm. fine. We have the Mana Dork so we can get there quicker. 
we can blink Spellseeker a bunch of times, and after we've recruited, cast all of our creatures, we can uh, Spellseeker for Finale of Devastation, and then win that way. A huge, giant Finale of Devastation, attack everyone, and Finale of Devastation is like a really good tutor in its own right. You can, e Exactly. Even you know if I mean? it's not winning you the game, it's, it can still go get you really any of the awesome creatures in this list. It can go, it can go get you uh, your Imperial Recruiter, it can get you your Spellseeker, it can get you a Kiki-Jiki combo piece, too. Yeah, like, exactly. There's a lot of really good tools that you're able... It can get you a Dockside Extortionist, too. Like, there's really so good many tools things. you can get with this thing. Yeah. yeah so, now, in this current version of this team or that I'm, I'm pairing with Tana because Tana is the only red-green commander with partner, I believe. So Sakashima has to uh, partner with Tana here. It's completely irrelevant, though. All these Sakashima partners are just for their color combination. Um, this version of the list, it doesn't have to run Kikijiki Spellseeker. It can win without that. I just thought that those two win conditions were really compact. And in a world where you're playing green, so you can play things like Shared Summon and yeah. Song of Creation. It's just two more one-card win conditions that exactly. you get access to. But what if I have those cards early? What if I have an early uh, a defense of the heart, but the, the artifacts and enchantments just aren't there yet? You're not always going to be playing at the Odd-Nasium odd table. Odd, why can't I say that right now? Ad nauseum. <laughs> I'm saying Odd-Nasium. Oh, what the fuck's going on? I mean, I'm tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so when you're at that point where it's not always going to happen, where there's going to be artifacts enough for Dockside, I wanted like another backup line, which Spellseeker and Kikijiki can be. And the nice thing about it is it's really good against, not really good, but it's playable against Rule of Law effects. And Step Pestermite on your turn, Kikijiki, you yeah. can still win through Rule, rule of Law effects. You get around that really nicely too. Um, so then the, the more I'm thinking and tinkering, I'm thinking again, um, this line is pretty interesting. What else can this line do? What if, what if we weren't in green? We don't need the green. The green gave us uh, a bunch of green tutors to find the, uh, the Imperial recruiter. We lose a uh, recruiter of the guard, obviously in white, but we get all the green tutors. Yeah. But what you did really learn is that adding a third color is just extra fat that you don't need exactly so i i had been working on another list that was a blue red jessica Chrom list and this jessica Chrom list was basically a niv mizzet list that instead of winning with niv mizzet things would just win with dockside and baron master wizard and since you have an outlet in jessica in the command zone you can just do that and kill everyone to death with jessica and you get to play Chrom. Chrom's really good Chrom is one of my favorite partners and is again super good against the ad nauseum decks that you see out there too yeah exactly so then i'm thinking well, what if I took this blue moon, this kind of controlling, a little bit slower Chrom list, and what if I, I just kind of tweaked it to include Sakashima, and I can play Jessica as a commander and have an actual outlet for that infinite mana? In case anything else goes wrong, I can just play Dockside Baron. I don't have to have the Recruiter. I can just play those two and win off of that. So I figured, what would that look like? I would need a way to excel in mana high tide. So we came up with <laughs> high tide recruiter combo. Oh my god! If you want a deck to go to straight to my heart, put a high tide in it. I figured this deck. I feel. I figured you would love this deck. It's it's uh, simple. There is an ice ground scepter, dramatic reversal, win condition, which is which is great. Again, right up my alley. Another right one that there. you would like. Um, yeah, but like again, having the outlet in the command zone and having multiple, you know, infinite ways to win with that outlet you right. know, really does give you a lot of flexibility for whatever meta you're specifically in. And you also get to play with Jessica, which as we've learned is one, much better than we originally thought. Much better than we originally hoped. And two, <laughs> uh, it's probably better than Tana, Bruise, and Akiri, to be honest. Uh, Planeswalker I think is really good, so you I get a decent way to 
control or at least slow down the mana dork decks while you're trying to get to your combo and then you could potentially lose use high tide with your 14 islands to get a little bit extra mana to find this same imperial recruiter combo so then i'm thinking oh yeah guys it's not over it's yet. not over yet <laughs> this this brewing spree that took me till 2 30 in the morning of like oh my god i've come up with the next spell seeker line i am a genius these Imperial Recruiter lines are brilliant. And then by like the end of the night, I'm like, okay, 10 mana is a lot. I'm maybe not as smart as I thought I was. I woke up to a slurry. I sent Cameron like seven text texts messages. That, like in the middle of the night. I'm like, I fucking got it, bro. We Photos, got it. Photos. Like it was a whole thing. <laughs> um, so then I thought, well, what if we – black cards are really good. I haven't tried this version we yet. We already said that tutors are really good. Right. Yeah, we understand that green allowed for the tutors to be really good. I don't need to play both recruiters if I yeah. can more reliably tutor – or one of the recruiters. But do you know what also is really good? What's that? Thassa's Oracle and Demonic Consultation. Thassa's Oracle <laughs> and Demonic Consultation are also really good. So in the Grixis version of the deck, we are basically playing a shitty Anala. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still like, it's still good. I mean, you it's have in the a color, one card combo, right? You have the one card combo in, uh, in Imperial recruiter. And then you also get to play Thassa's Oracle and demonic consultation. And, and fast obviously ad nauseum. you get to play ad nauseum to help you find these things. Underworld breach, led brain freeze as well. You're in Grixis. So you're in good colors. Um, and you're playing vile smasher and Sakashima. This list, uh, the more that I looked at this list, I'm like, okay, this is this is a real... Wait a minute. I could just play, like, I think maybe fewer cards and play... An I don't know, though. Anala wins much quicker than this deck does, but Anala has to play a couple of kind of shitty rituals. Uh, and one of the nice things, this may not exactly be true for Anala, but one of the bad things about a lot of one-card combos is you have to play dead cards in your deck. You have to play things like Narcomoeba... In uh, a Hermitrude line where you don't want to draw the Narcomy, but it's terrible to draw the Narcomy. It really screws Whereas you over in that case. with this one-card win condition, if you draw any of the pieces, it doesn't actually matter. Your line involves you tutoring and casting all of them anyway. So it doesn't matter if you draw one of the cards that you... That was your your Hulk pile. Do you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. you're not you don't doesn't matter if you draw it or not. You almost want to draw it because it'll save you a step later on. So you don't get into a situation where like oh I drew my thing that turns off my combo. I, I can't draw that card. I always hate that in CDH decks when there are specific cards that you do not want to draw. It's just a feel bad. That's for a me. big thing for me because like I'm always looking when I'm looking at a deck. I always want to make sure that the win condition is not going to be something that you know gets thrown away at some point. Right. Now, we yeah. all know how angry I got after that happened with the first sliver last time I played it on the yeah. channel. Well, like, you can actually just kill yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's not something that I'm looking for. So it is nice when... And, and again, you have much... The uh, the issue with Inala is that like if someone swords the plowshares, you're... Um, Spellseeker. You're done. You're like done. there's... A, a, yeah. At any point in that game, like you are done. Yeah, and uh, with that, with this situation that is also true but the nice thing is that you get uh you get a couple different ways to win in this deck you know yeah. what i mean you have the backup consultation wins you have the backup underworld reach if underworld it breach doesn't wins feel as reliant on that one thing it's not quite on. as all in as some of the anala wins i think i mean while, it's while still being very powerful that's the thing i mean it's no world gorge dragon or anything right, yeah. like that but it definitely is it's 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 not a glass cannon Maybe it's like a ceramic cannon. It's a ceramic cannon. It's a little bit slower, but it's it's nice and one card. And the more
more I play CDH, the more I realize the strength in one card combos. Finding two cards can be kind of difficult, but just finding one card can be much easier. And you know what? Especially because of Opposition Agent. You yeah. know, having to use multiple tutors to try to get multiple cards. You know, it. I, I will say a lot of the one card win conditions do tend to be tutors like, right. like but you're only tutoring on one turn do you know exactly. what i mean exactly like you I, don't I can, need i can be sure yeah so you you don't need to open yourself up to multiple opportunities to be blown out in a lot of these other two card win con decks you have to vampiric tutor for piece a and mm -hmm. worldly tutor for piece b or something like or that just you hope have... that you have one in your hand that's right point. exactly but whereas this one you can be more time sensitive because you can win whenever you want so long as you have just that one card you just need to find one you don't need to find two you don't need to compile a, a couple of different moving parts you just need to find one card and wait till you have enough mana so how good do we actually think this line is because every time that we've talked about it you know this is definitely if you're trying to do this all in one turn cycle this definitely is a mana intensive it's a lot of mana. combo but at yeah. the same time we've said that if you are on the stacks your side of things that won't matter because you're going to have a lot of mana by the time you're at this point um, and with these decks, you know, of course, we've also said that, you know, you can pace them out right. throughout other turns. Uh, and also, the more further from Jeskai towards Grixis that you get, the more rituals that you get. Exactly. Things like Dark Ritual, Jeskai's Will really speed this deck along. Um, and I think that can make the deck a, a lot more powerful, Just especially the black cards ad nauseum. Mm -hmm. Ad nauseum is so much better when your other win con is also one card because you just have to ad nauseum for... You just have to find in your big sack of cards an Imperial Seal, an Imperial Recruiter, and a bunch of mana. You don't need to find Demonic Consultation, Thassa's Oracle, and a bunch of mana, right? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Although those two things are negligible, it, it makes it a little bit easier where you can feel confident in, like, I'm at 20 life. This ad nauseum is not ideal, but since I have to find less, it could mm -hmm. be better. Do you know what I mean? That is true. That so is very true. So how good is this line? How good is this deck? How good is the strategy? I don't know. I haven't played this deck yet. I don't know that it is top of tier one, though. I think there are probably better things to be doing. But I think one-card win conditions are very interesting, and I am obviously not very smart. So there are probably other people <laughs> that can tell you how to find this line a little bit better. I, I should have said this in the beginning, but although I thought of this line, I'm probably not the only person that has found this line. Yeah. If you are watching this and you're like, hey, Dylan, this is my idea. I've been working on this on Discord for months. Um, please let me know. <laughs> Leave like a comment on YouTube or something and point to everyone else who's watching to where they can find more resources. There's a lot of deck builders in CDH that are probably working on something very similar to this. So, this is very interesting. You know, yeah. like there, there are really cool lines that you can do. And I think I think this really does, at least for me, this puts Imperial Recruiter in a much more different light now too exactly it does have a lot of the same properties that Spellseeker does but right it's just acting on a different axis exactly it can and that's the the thing that i love so much about the original jeskai blue white red version of the deck is that you have so many one card win conditions you have intuition you have Spellseeker, you have uh, imperial recruiter and recruiter of the guard that's a lot of cards and then you also have mm -hmm. a bunch of wheels to help you draw enough cards to find those things um, so is this deck uh, the new tier one? Is the strategy new tier one? Probably not. But I do think it does fall in the realm of being CDH playable. And I think it's worth investing some time in. I just don't have the time or resources to test all of these strategies out. I probably will over the next month or two. I'm sure you'll see these decks on the channel because it's all I've been thinking about. <laughs> um, but I think it's probably better to have 
better commanders. Do you know what I mean? I think it's probably better to have a Thrasios, a Krom, a Timna, a Najila, a Kenrith, something like that with with heat behind it. That's the the thing because most of these decks that we've been talking about don't really have any strength in the commanders that are gonna. You know, if you're if you're in a spot where you're not doing much and you have to rely on just getting your commander out there, like Jessica and Krom are the only ones that we've talked about. Like the Vile Smasher list does not take advantage of Vile Smasher in any way. Um, You have the same issue with like the Akira. List the only thing Akiri does is if you have a big Dockside, Akiri gets big. And if Tana, you have a big Smothering Tithe, Akiri right? gets big. And Tana does hilariously and ta- nothing. Ta- yeah, Tana the, is a four mana two. Too. The only nice thing about Tana is that you can neoform it into a Kiki Jiki. That's really its only spot there. I didn't there, think about that, but which, that makes sense. And that's yeah. the, that was that was one of the main reasons why I put Kiki Jiki in the teamer list. Is like okay, I probably want to be playing neoform, right? But what do I neoform any of my commanders into? Yeah. Okay, Kiki Jiki, that's a pretty good one. So. You, you, there is that way. Um, and then if you play the blue-red version, you could play Sakashima and Chrome without playing Jessica. No outlet in the command zone. You can still win the same way with your recruiter blinking, spellseeker blinking, getting all the things, and have Chrome in the command zone. You just have to make sure that you play the Grape Shot or the Brainstorm exactly. or some other kind yeah, of storm. Brain Freeze or Grape Shot or something like that to actually, oh, close, yeah, yeah, you, to actually close out the game. But you're probably, if you're in blue-red, you're already playing Brain Freeze, LED, Underworld Breach, right? You're already doing yeah. that, so you already have the the brain freeze and maybe you're brave maybe you don't need the grape shot or maybe you can find a way to win i'm sure there are some small creatures that ping everyone once they enter i know that's a card some little devil or something that yeah. when it enters deals the damage to each opponent boom just keep bouncing you can, that you can do that and that. keep on bouncing that um i think there's a lot of of ways that this line can go and i'm gonna be brewing a lot but i'm kind of hoping that the community anyone who's watching this will maybe reach out and let me know what they've been working on if any of these lines sound familiar or interesting to you um, because I, I think there's something here. I just I think it feels getting, like there's something here. Feels, like this definitely this feels, feels like CDH. it's at a good power level. Um, and it, it's all a bunch of good cards, and it just minimizes the amount of dead cards that you have to play. And, and that's my favorite cases, thing about it. A lot of cases you get to play high tide too. High tide's good. <laughs> high tide is a decent card. I think it's playable. Um, and and uh, these decks since they're not in four color. Um, it's funny. Originally in the Jess Sky list, I had the what's the um I'm sorry for the the blue white red enchantment. Whenever you winds, cast an on creature, winds of winds of something. We this is the second time on the we've podcast tried to think of this card we and can't, can't think remember of it. This card. I have it in the win, whirlwind of thought. It's not even winds of anything. <laughs> I had whirlwind of thought in this list originally when it was a little bit more stormy, and then I'm like ah I should put smothering tithe in it if I want to be like a big mana deck. I need smothering tithe. I'm like I can't have two four mana enchantments. That's insane. Um, so I decided Smothering Tithe was better. I'm rambling on a little bit at this point, but I think these lines are interesting. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, thanks for letting me ramble about the uh, these recruiter lines, these recruiter combos. If you'd like to support us directly, you can do so on Patreon. Check out our Bonfire store for all of our merch. We have our t-shirts, sweatshirts available. TCG Player affiliate link. We have one below. If you buy any of the cards from that, we will get a little kickback. We have some playmats and tokens still available on our website, playtowinmtg.com. You can still get uh, your treasure tokens if you donate five or more dollars to a Black Lives Matter organization. Email the receipt to playtowinmtg at gmail.com. We'll ship them right out to you. I would normally say we have a podcast, but you're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. We normally have other videos. (laughs) See you on YouTube. All right. Goodbye.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.